Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hey, happy Saturday. Another week in yes. another interest rate <laughs> Hike increase, yes, from yes, the yes. feds. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Well, it's November now. Can you believe that? That's right. Oh my gosh. So it's now. Uh, last month, October was um, financial planning month. Financial planning month, and we talked all about that. This month, November is fraud awareness month. Yes. So we'll get into that as well. And I got to tell you, November, it must have been you know twelve oh one November first, twelve oh one a.m. When the Christmas commercials started. That's right. I mean, we couldn't barely even get through Halloween without them throwing Mariah Carey That's on right. TV. That's right. Christmas, it's here. It's coming around the corner. Selling stuff at Target. I won't tell you that I have my Christmas lights up. So Do you? I just don't have them turned on. <laughs> do you? And do you leave them up all year round? No. I have a company that comes and puts them up for me. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I get called the Scrooge because I won't put anything up. Well, I'm going to have to do it the old-fashioned way myself. Yes. If it's up to me, it will never happen. So I told my wife, I need to get those lights that you can, they have those lights that you can pick what color you want them uh-huh. to be, you know, yeah. LEDs these days being yeah. what they are. Uh, I'll hang them October 1st yeah. and we can make them purple and orange for a month. That's right. And, and then, then I'll flip just them back to, click to white That's right. Uh, for the rest of the of the two and a half months or so. I was going to plug mine in and turn them on and see what my neighbors say. So <laughs> I mean, might as well. The TV commercials have started. You know, I haven't I haven't checked uh, that uh, FM station yet, but (laughs) chances are they're running Christmas music already. So time is flying. November is fraud, fraud awareness month. And we'll get into that as well. But Jeff Zufall is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We talk all the time. We do wealth advising kind of things on here. We can't, you know, with compliance being what it is, we can't offer, you know, True, true advice. Very specific yes. advice. Yes. Generic. That's <laughs> something that you'd have to go in and see Jeff about. Yes. And and do you do that? Like if I came in to see you, which I have, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't really had uh, the full-on wealth advising. Yeah. We talked about uh, safe accounts, and I showed you what I'm in right now with my um, 401k, and you said, that's good. You know, yeah. you're in one of those yeah. uh, mutual funds as well. So. I kind of feel good knowing that I'm in the same mutual fund that Jeff's in, you know. <laughs> you lost as bad as I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, things are down right now. Uh, I'm in it for the long haul. Yes. But if I came in to see you, would you, you know, could you tell me, you know, Target or or if I brought a list to you and I said Disney and Target and Tesla, yes. you know, could you say, you know, these are. We'd put our opinion based upon some research, uh, do a little due diligence on them um, from a couple of different companies that are the, I'll say, the third party suppliers of the data. Um, and it depends if it fits your, your risk tolerance. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to buy a stock because 
I'm looking for, you know, a yield or I'm looking for some some income coming in the door and you can't buy a bond right now. Um, so, you know, I'm going to buy, you know, JP Morgan or one of these different companies like that. And that's great, but you have to be able to assume the, the, the risk of the loss or decrease in the share price over time. Yeah. And you may get a great dividend, but, you know, share price may fell, fall off the face of the earth. You'd have to be prepared for that. And the conversation that you have with us when we come in, I'm guessing uh, because you've had the conversation with me again, I, not only do we do the show on the weekends, but you know, we also, you handle our stuff for us behind the scenes. Um, I come in and you, you ask me what, what's the money for? Exactly. What's the, what's the purpose of the money? What's the purpose? purpose of the account? For this year, for next year, for five years, for 10 years, for 20 uh, and then, uh, you know, we make, uh, you know, I say, well, Jeff, I, I'm young and I'm, I'm risky, <laughs> you know, young and dumb. And I got plenty of time to to make it up on the back end if, if you know, I lose my shirt. So, you know, let's let it ride on black. Exactly. <laughs> so and again, the other side of that equation is most people look at it as, hey, what rate of return can you get me? And it's really not that. What it really is, is how do you manage risk? And that's the question of the day. And it's always, it always has been, um, is, is really investment advisors are managing risk because there's always a degree of risk that you're going to assume when you step out into an investment. And the question is, you know, where, where's your risk tolerance at? Yeah. So. And you can tell us if, you know, uh, I want to do 401k, maybe I want to put a little money in, in the stock market and a private brokerage account. I, I use E-Trade, but yeah. you could use, you know, Whoever. any of them. Yeah. Um, and then I say, hey, what are some other places I can put money in? We're, we got a condo down in Gulf yeah. Shores that we rent out. Uh, yeah. I like real estate. Yeah. So you could tell us, uh, you know. Here's the advantages or disadvantages as you go forward, how, how it's going to help you from a tax angle, um, what it's going to look like at the end of the day on your tax return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what we do. Because every – and this is why I love Jeff Zufall. Every money manager – um, should know the tax implications to a degree <laughs> of every, you know, uh, of every account that I'm in. Because yeah. if I own uh, a property and we rent it out, a duplex and up down, uh, and I rent it out, I need to be aware of the tax implications exactly. of that every year, year in, Whether year out. Most, most people will depreciate it. We've seen some where they don't depreciate. They just didn't know that they were supposed to. Um, the IRS will Im- assume that you depreciated it, and then you have to come back and claim a whole nother category to get that depreciation back. Um, so, but that's really real estate. That's why you're there is depreciation. Yeah, <laughs> and I've heard uh, some money managers who you know talk about taxes as well. That's something that you need to worry about later. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to. I want to no. know ahead of exactly. time. Exactly. You need to know going in. Yeah. And most of them will say, "Hey, consult your tax advisor." And it's like, "Well, wait a minute. Well, you know, why am I? Why? why do I have two people yeah, doing exactly. this when I could just have one?" Jeff exactly. Uh, we talk taxes a lot on this show because at the end of the day, no matter what we do, everything falls on a tax return at some point in time. Everything ends up being a taxable event. Yes. So, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. You want to live in this beautiful country that we have here? You're going to pay some tax. <laughs> best country in the world. Yes. You're going to have to pay some tax yes. at some point. And whether those rules change throughout the years or they're Well, they change. Usually or, not for the better, but kind of for the worse. But they just move the taxation to another spot. <laughs> yeah. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yes. Uh, they'll get it one way or another. Exactly. 
So you got to know what your tax implication is. And it's my impression. And after talking to you all these uh, months, you know, we're over a year into this. After talking to you, it's better to know ahead of time because yes. you can plan based on exactly. That. There's there's things you can offset a tax that may be generated. Um, one of the things we see every year, we'll probably see it this year when we sit down, you know, next in spring to do the tax returns, capital gains, capital gain distribution. So if you own mutual funds, um, you didn't even have to sell the mutual fund. What will actually take place is the fund itself, if it trades stock throughout the year, it's going to then distribute a capital gain to you. So say that that's a, a fund that's been sitting on pent-up stock for years, um, Amazon for one, and Amazon starts to go down. The fund itself will sell off positions, creates a gain, sits on it until the end of the year, and then it will distribute it proportionately to each shareholder based upon the number of shares you own. So people get a $35,000 capital gain distribution, and they're like, why well, didn't sell anything? Well, you didn't have to. That's the fund distributing it out to you that you pay capital gains tax on. So if you get a, uh, what do they call those? Dividends, you know? Uh, I remember uh, in Monopoly, you land on community chest. <laughs> you get a $5 yeah. dividend $5, on your stock. That's right. Yeah. Wow, five bucks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but that, and normally what they do is uh, they roll that back into more stock. But you still, if it's a taxable account, you still pay tax on that dividend that was paid to you. Which, I, f- I mean, it was five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to tax that. And uh, you told me one time that uh, those rewards we get from our credit card companies, those are taxable. Hypothetically tax. I mean, the funny part is I was doing some continuing education two weeks ago. And one of the examples was if you were walking down the street, and this was a well-named, a brand-name accounting practice. Um, and he said, and you found $20 on this on the sidewalk and you picked it up. Technically, you're supposed to report that on your tax return. That's insane, you know? <laughs> okay, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's but, going to do that, yeah. But letter of the law states that you should. I mean, that's where most people run a small business, say, oh, well, I don't have to issue a 1089 if it's you know under $600. Yeah, but you still have to report the earnings that you made. So that individual... Even though you don't have a 1089, they only made $400. It should still be reported on a tax return. Tell them about it. Yes. And chances are, somewhere down the line, since they are hiring so many more people at the IRS for enforcing purposes, becomes what's called tax fraud. Yes. (laughs) And that's what we're going to have a discussion on today. You want to. (laughs) Or this whole month, I should say. Yeah. The whole month. You want to avoid that. Yes. So everything is a taxable event. And, and, here, I'll share another personal story. We came in to see you, and uh, Jeff, I introduced you to my wife. We had a discussion. Uh, she really likes you a lot. And she said, oh, man, I trust him. We had uh, a different tax preparer. And, uh, she, you know, she was like, well, how come Jeff tells us all these things, but our other guy never mentioned this? Either didn't think that you cared um, and or didn't think that it was important. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of times, I mean, there's some great CPAs out there. Um, they know how to do tax returns. They know where to put it. They know how quick it needs to be done. Um, but at the end of the day, they just don't know how to d- give that advice, if you want to call it, um, or suggestions on, hey, do this or do that. And, you know, may save you 50 bucks here, you know, and go from there. So. Since you work on both sides of it, the the wealth advising and the tax strategy, 
you can come with a holistic, yes. as in the whole picture. The big picture, what's it approach. look like? Yeah, what's it look like at the end of the day? And again, everybody wants to make money, but what's your net in your pocket after tax true rate of return? Um, there's times where it, sometimes selling something doesn't really make sense. Um, and at other times, like towards the end of the year, you do tax lot trading which means go in there and today pretty much I think everybody could find a loser in their portfolio, sell it, reset the deck, go forward from there. Yeah. So uh, personal story, we went in to see you and we said, Jeff, here's our tax situation. Uh, we've got uh, a young son. We've got a new house. Um, we have a condo down in Gulf Shores that we rent out using Airbnb and Verbo. Uh, contact me if you'd like to spend a, a week on the beach. Uh, looking for some snowbirds Let's this go. year. Let's go. Um, but we said, this is us on paper. And, you know, you looked up and you said, is your son in school? And, yeah, well, yeah, he goes to daycare. He goes to, to the school and everything. And you said, well, how about uh, an FSA, a flex spending account, comes directly out of my wife's paycheck mm-hmm. since she set it up with her HR and it comes directly out of her paycheck, goes into an account, and at the end of the day, we use that pre-tax. Yes. The government doesn't tax it. We use that to pay for part of his schooling, and we're in a 24% tax bracket. So yeah. uh, last year, we banked $5,000 doing that, and right. so that means real world, 1200 bucks was yep. kept in our pocket. Yes. 1200 bucks is what the U.S. government allowed us to keep to kick in to pay for school. Yes, that's it's that easy. That's just one of many that you could use. And it kind of like, you know, it, it takes me a minute to wrap my brain around what's <laughs> happening. Uh, but if I'm not paying taxes on that money, that's money I got to keep. Exactly. To pay for something I was going to have to pay for anyway. anyway. Yes. So we're going to try in this next year to bank 10 grand exactly and maybe save 2400 bucks that's right uh because the bills come and do regardless <laughs> might as well have the united states government assist in. assist you yeah. in doing something a quarter of it you yeah. know uh we'll have to send them a, a christmas card <laughs> say, go for it <laughs> dear irs i'd like to see that one merry dear christmas IRS. merry christmas from the gilberts yes um so that's that's basically how it works. Yeah. Jeff takes a look at, at your stuff and he says, "Well, have you thought about this? Do you do you have medical bills that you pay?" Yeah. My wife and I had this conversation today, open enrollment. Um before she left the house, we were talking about it and she said, "I was offered a a medical health spending account. Kind of the same thing but for just medical bills and and healthcare mm-hmm. and stuff." Um, and I think it was one of these where maybe if you don't use it, you lose it or something. Yes. And the idea is we don't have that many medical bills. Yeah. So I don't want to bank it for medical bills just yet. Um, but it's it's out there. These things exist. Oh, there's tons um, out there. And, and so the, that's the difference is an FSA, which is a flexible spending account. <clears throat> you have to pick, hey, I'm going to spend $2,000 for medical care. And if you don't, it does roll over to the March 15th of the next year. Mm-hmm. But again, if you don't use it, you know, you lose it. An HSA is a health savings account, and that basically is your personal account, goes with you for eternity. Forever. Forever and ever. So the concept is, let's say you're 40 today and you use an HSA and you're in good health. You really don't have a lot of uh, medical expenses. But when you turn 65, you're going to go on Medicare. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Your HSA, whatever you've built that account up to, could be used to pay those Medicare premiums 
our health care expenses in retirement. And it's tax-free. Tax-free. It's it's pre-tax. It goes into the account. You know you're going to have medical bills at some point. At some point, everybody is. So you might as well save it. Save it, yeah. Let the government kick in a quarter of it, 24% of it, or whatever tax bracket you're in. Let the government let you keep that money. And then, you know, 20 years from now, when I do take regular daily medications, when I do... Use it to pay that. You can use it to pay that. The downside to an HSA is, let's say, the first year you start that HSA, it's a high deductible plan, um, and you have a major uh, medical malfunction, um, you're You're pretty much... You're paying the deductible. You're paying that deductible, and you're going to rob your HSA, and you'll probably never be able... I shouldn't say never. Over the next few years, you will not be able to catch up to be able to pump the money into it to, to save it. So that's, but that's just the first year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, just, I guess, start one now. Exactly. And hopefully over the next hopefully that you could, 12 you know, months, you don't have yeah. a catastrophic injury. And the other thing on an HSA, which not a lot of people pay attention to, is the IRS has no reimbursement time frame. So if you put money into an HSA, and, and think this, this if you're going to kind of uh, say the bucket concept where you cordon off your money. You put money into an HSA today um, and you max it out towards the end of the year. Um, you, you can actually, depending upon the who your trustee is, you can invest that money. And you don't get real crazy with it, but just something that pays a dividend um, or an interest rate. But you could actually sit. And so let's say you go to the doctor, you do one checkup, you rack up a $100 bill. But what you would do is you would wait till the next year. So you'd pay that medical bill on your MasterCard or your bank card. Yeah, just out of your pocket. And you hold that receipt. And then you wait until your HSA makes that $100 back in interest or dividend and then request it to have it reimbursed back to you. So it could be a year later. It could be two years later. There's no time frame on a reimbursement on an HSA. And the idea is that you save money uh, tax-free. Yes, and every time you have a medical purchase or, or medical spend, dip into that account. Yeah, and you use that account. You use the use the earnings on that account to pay your medical checkups and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, so these things exist. Yes, and you just you, got to pay attention to them. <laughs> if you don't sit down and talk to Jeff or or have somebody who knows how they work uh, get on your side, then you're leaving money on the table. Yes, and it's plain and simple as that. And I know that people driving around, I, you know, like I said, we've been doing this show for over a year. I kind of feel like, you know, I could start doing tax preparation. Hey, you need a job? <laughs> yeah. Psych. No, it's so complicated. But I feel like I'm at least starting to speak the language. Yes. If you're in the car and, and you're like, wow, that was a lot of information really quickly. I heard tax-free. I heard medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't, it's hard to wrap my brain around it. Just know that there are things out there for yes. you to take advantage of, and all it takes is sitting down with Jeff yes. to go over them. Free consultation, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. First go, we'll give you an hour. I mean, within, you know, not like one hour to the T and we're going to throw you out, but, right. but we'll give you the first sit down. We'll figure out if it's a fit, if we can help you. Um, even if, it, if we can't, there might be some suggestions to say, hey, look at this, you know, and there might be stuff you can do on your own. Just a matter of, you know, you didn't know where to go look. Yeah. So so 636-394-5524, that's the phone number. Call Jeff, call now, and, and just leave a message and yeah. say, I want to have a sit down. They'll call you back, get you on the calendar. 
when the date comes up, go to the appointment yes. and just get the information because you're going to walk out of it. I mean, we walked out of our first consultation saying, oh, my gosh, we can keep 1200 bucks a right. year. <laughs> and that, you know, to me, 1200 bucks is – that's a that's lot a of bunch. money. That's what I mean. That's a bunch. That's a lot of money. So the idea is keep more of what's yours, less going to the federal government, more staying in your pocket, yes. paying for the things that you were already going to pay for anyway. We'll go to commercial break, and when we come back, it's uh, Fraud Awareness Month. The interest rates have ticked up again. Yes. <laughs> and inflation doesn't seem to be going anywhere. There's a lot to tackle here on the Big 550. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. There's always something more you can be doing yes. when it comes to your taxes and taxable events. Taxation is not just one time a year. It's not just April 15th. It's either every day, every week. Every day, every week. Bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah. How often do you get paid? Every yes. paycheck, there's taxes yes. that happen. There are chances to save more in your 401k. There's yes. chances to put money into an HSA or an FSA. There are opportunities every time you get a paycheck. I call it paycheck gymnastics, <laughs> Jeff. That's how do I bend this paycheck That's right. without <laughs> breaking the bank? How can I sock away enough money? Uh, get the bonuses from the federal government that they offer in the tax code and still have enough money, despite inflation, yes. to fill up yes, the gas yes. tank and put food on the table. It is an ongoing conversation, and you want to at least get it started with Jeff Zufall. 636-394-5524. Keep what's yours. Capital Advisory GRP.com is the website. We're going to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, interest rates are up. How much? Yes. We'll tell you. <laughs> Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. The book is called Keep What's Yours, How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. Jeff, in this case, my competition is the federal government. Federal government and yeah. state governments. <laughs> and state governments uh, where they come in and they, and they take my money every time I get a paycheck. Yes. Uh, or they take my money every time I find 20 bucks That's on the right. street. <laughs> uh, apparently we found out. Some guy jumps out of the bushes and like, hey, you owe yeah. us two bucks. <laughs> and we saw that. Uh, apparently, yeah. according to the IRS, according to the tax code, if you find $20 on the street, you have to a, report it. That's a taxable event. You yes. have to report it. Um, so it's just one of those things. How do we get around paying all of these taxes in a legal way? Exactly. I mean, the tax code is written for I would say the corporations, but to to a degree, corporations and individuals. It's just most individuals won't take the time to to figure out what the angles are that they could play, and and it does take time. It and again, there is no silver bullet. There's not one thing you're going to do to go. Oh, I'm done. I walk away and don't have to do anything else this year. It might be five or six or seven things that you do throughout a year that saves you thousands of dollars. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. You know, I gave one example and we saved 1200 bucks. That's $1,200. Yes. So there's probably something out there that you could be doing, if not multiple things. Yes. The Fed increased interest rates again. Yes. Last Wednesday, the Fed uh, raised another uh, three quarters of 1%, or it's referenced as 75 basis points. Um, this is the sixth rate hike this year. Um, basically cumulative so far, 3.75% increase. 
Um, so what the, again, the old adage is you can't fight the Fed. So anybody sitting out there today listening saying, man, my, my stocks are getting killed. The problem is, is until the Fed pauses, stocks probably won't do much. Um, and that's the old adage, you can't fight the Fed. Um, it's that simple. So um, the concept, the Fed is trying to slow the economy down to not, at the same time knock down inflation. But so far, it's not working too hot. I mean, you see, uh, like we always joke about it, where Biden, who was that a month ago, said, oh, inflation zero. Well, it just meant it, it stalled for the month. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't. So month over month over month. So, yeah. you know, the month of September last year, um, you uh, know. 8.7 or 8.45, I think, whatever it is, as we sit today. So, again, what the Fed's trying so it to didn't, do. It didn't get worse. Yeah, didn't get worse, but, but it, didn't, it didn't get better. didn't get any better. <laughs> so, what, what everybody is now looking for is basically the Fed's policy on when are they going to pause. Because, again, Fed's data dependent on the outcome of raising interest rates, whether it worked or didn't work. Um, and the joke is either they created a mess and they needed to clean it up. Um, so the, that's the question of the day. Now, they're talking in December that the first week of December the Fed will raise another half a point. Um, they're going to get a little bit more, I'll say, sheepish, timid, whatever you want to call it. Um, but again, it's data dependent and we have to wait and see what transpires. So typically what takes place is they've raised rates every month. They raise it another half in the month of the first week of December, and then they pause and they pause going into the first part of 2023 to see what transpires. If they don't see inflation coming down, they're going to keep raising rates. Um, so right now as we sit and here's the, the, the bad side of this is corporate profits are still up. Unemployment is still super low, um, 3.4% unemployment, which is like 30-year historically low. And you say, well, how is that possible? Um, there's a lot of economics behind that. The question of the day is, will we start to see like the housing industry? And I, I won't say the housing industry per se, mortgage brokers, basically um, lenders, I think Wells Fargo has announced they're laying off a huge amount. Well, because nobody is nobody refinancing. Can, yeah, either nobody wants to because they don't like the rates. The rates should be probably seven-ish for a 30-year fixed. <clears throat> like we were talking about, you say that to somebody who might be 30 and younger who just bought a house a couple of years ago, and they're like, 7%, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, it's really not that bad. I mean, I, <laughs> my my interest rate is uh, three and a quarter. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, you know the interest rate on our first house was uh, two seven two point seven five exactly. So I'm you know I'm I am uh, spoiled. Yeah, you're spoiled. But because my parents in 1981 paid twelve and a half thirteen percent. Right, um, and that was the norm then. So and again the the comparison you have to take that back to today to go hey what was the average price of a house back then <clears throat> back in the late seventies early eighties might have been fifty thousand. Um, 75000 for the average home price in the Midwest. Um, today it's 400000 mm-hmm. <clears throat> So 6% or 7% interest on a $45,000 note and, you know, 6 or 7% on a $400,000 note, huge differences. Um, but, again, that's just inflation over time. Yeah. So, so uh, if I can get money cheaper, uh, that makes the houses more expensive. Yes, that's exactly so. Oh, I can buy more house. And, well, we can also charge more <laughs> we can, for so, a house. So what we'll see, 
hypothetically is we're starting to see it in uh, East Coast, West Coast. The value of homes start to come down a little bit to match that, I'll say, monthly payment because of the interest rate. Mm -hmm. So we really haven't seen that in the Midwest just yet. Um, It's probably on its way. Um, But I think if – and certain people are – I shouldn't say certain people – Certain individuals of certain income thresholds are starting to go. Ooh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to move right now. And I'll just sit and now. wait. Yeah. Because they don't like they're at the top of their you know their their pre pre approval process. They don't like the homes that they're getting, and interest rates are you know seven percent. Well, I mean, you know, you talk to a real estate agent, and maybe the housing market in St. Louis is still white hot for mm-hmm. a three bed two bathroom. <clears throat> But uh, they have there. There are some cracks. There so. were. I think it was. I forget who it was. Zillow. Somebody said that like sixty. It was sixty-eight or seventy-two percent of all new homes for new home starts were canceled, and that was last month. Interesting. So that was nationwide. So there's a lot of developers that you know thought that they had it, um, then people have backed away. You know, because I guess they couldn't lock an interest rate. Um, so that's where we sit today. Well, let me ask you this. When inflation strikes, you know, it's up, you know, eight and a half, nine percent. Yeah. Um, typically, inflation is what, two and a half, two? The, the Fed target, I mean, we use three and a three, three point five percent as an average inflation rate. Um, and at 8.4, you're way off mark. Yeah. Um, but that's typically, that's what the, the norm is. Um, so a year over year inflation is kind of built into the program but yes. when it when it jumps up like this it's it's a little abnormal if you want to call it that does it ever go back down or do we stay where we are i mean you look at a, a loaf of bread in the 1960s <laughs> and it was a, a nickel yeah. but you know you look at it now and it's three and a half yeah um so does it ever go back down or will it just plateau depends on like if we go back to the 80s and the real the r word that everybody's afraid of the true recession true recession happened in the 80s reset the deck which means paul volcker back in the 80s early 80s started raising interest rates at huge clips like kind of like what the fed's doing now but even more aggressive um, and the concept was to knock down inflation. And the theory was that it worked. I mean, they ramped it up to, I think it got as high as like 14% um, as an interest rate. And that's what we were running at. And it actually was able to slow the economy down enough that it actually got it back under, under control. But it's kind of a reset, if you want to call it that. And the Fed is realizing that, you know, hey, they were a little behind the, you know, the times in a sense. Um, and most corporations had a two-year jump on them through COVID. Um, and and that that's what it really seems like is happening here. COVID put a screeching halt on everything, but for like a month and a half. Yeah, but it was supply chain issues originally. So it was a supply chain issue. So if you were the widget manufacturer and, you know, you've got a supply chain issue and it cost you 30 cents more for that, that raw material, you raised your prices by 50 or 60 or 70. Yeah. Built-in profit. That's why the Fed cannot. I mean, the as of it was earnings week the last two weeks, which means corporations announced their earnings. Um, you know what their expectations were, and what their expectations are for the next twelve months or more. Kind of a forecast. Seventy-three um, percent or seventy-two percent of all companies either met or exceeded their expectations. 
which means corporate profits are still there. Still up. And, and that's the thing about a recession, uh, about what's going on right now, is it doesn't look like anyone that we've seen in the past. No. <laughs> and, and, you and, hate to, you hate to say that, ooh, this one's different. Um, they're all the same. I mean, the, the exact process has to take place. It's just we have stuff that's lagging where it should be like a month behind it. It's now, you know, six, seven months down the road, and we haven't seen corporate profits come down. Yeah. Well, here's, so. here's the, hey, let's raise interest rates to slow down the economy. And then last month, corporate profits, 72% of corporations reported positive earnings. Positive earnings. So that and, doesn't and sound like slow at yeah, all. Yeah, the forecast. So that's the scary part. That's where the economists are like going, ooh, maybe the Fed knows what they're doing and they're slowly increasing this, but it's going to still have to be twice what they're doing today to catch inflation and yeah. get it under control. We can still roll here for another couple of months and still yeah. and break be, in the money. Yeah, and be okay. But again, at that point in time, corporate profits start to drop. And we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. Um, corporate profits start to drop. Typically, they just start laying people off left and right. And then you see unemployment skyrocket. Um, the question on unemployment is, who's really in the workforce today? And he asked, and nobody can answer that question. Because the IRS has reported over the last, I think it was a year and a half, historically there's been more small businesses created than historically ever. Hmm. So, and the way they know that is they're they're registering companies, they're getting what's called uh, taxpayer ID numbers, um, and it may be you might be doing it in your you know the basement, you might be doing it on the weekends only. Yeah, what are these little, people doing? Your little you know side gig, you figured out how to sell something on printing eBay, t-shirts, printing t-shirts, Uber Making drivers, candles. whatever yeah. it is. But you got your own thing going, and so all of a sudden. You go, hey, how true is the actual number that they're using for unemployment? Because I think it's a 65% participation rate is what they clock it at, which means 65% of America is included in that number, but the rest are retired, on disability, whatever the case may be. Um, or just not in the workforce is the question. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of gets a little deep in the economic scenario, but that's, that's where we sit today. We are in the midst of election season because it is November, yes. and we're hearing <laughs> everybody make claims on both sides. Uh, this started in uh, the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. It's going through the Biden administration, and uh, they both had problems with it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I don't know, you know, who's who's got the answers out there? I, you know, either side's going to have to deal with this. They are. Uh, yeah. Whoever whoever wins, you know, midterms, whoever wins the next presidential election, I think is really going to be saddled with what in the world do you do to, to combat this? Because it doesn't look like it's going to go away easy. Yeah. Um, and again, not like in the 80s. Um, you can't really compare us to the 80s um, just from the economic cycles. Um, so it's more you know, again, it's different, but you don't want to say it's different. Right. Yeah. A recession is a recession is recession. Exactly. Except when it isn't. Yeah, um, exactly. So it just doesn't look like a normal recession and maybe it will it next could, year. It could develop in, in mid 23. I mean, that's what some of the economists are saying is, is actually third quarter 2023 is kind of when they predict that a true recession will kick in. In worst case, first quarter 2024 is the, the all out last case. But again, the, those numbers change as the as time goes on. Could be pushed out farther. Could be drug in sooner. 
Yep. Um, so that's what we're kind of watching. Another interest rate hike this week. We look for another one in December. First week of December, they're saying another half a point. And then they'll kind of take a breather and say, what are we yes. going to do in the new year? So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Watch this space. We're going to go to commercial break, and when we'll come back, it is November, and that is Fraud Awareness Month. We'll talk about it all month long, but what does that mean for you? What should you be vigilant about? What to look for? We'll get into it. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. 636-394-5524 is his phone number. Capital Advisory Group. He's the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor over there. Keep what's yours. How do I get paid on my paycheck and see less money going out to the government in the form of taxes and more money staying in my pocket? Jeff can help you with that. That is the point. Keep what's yours. The book, you can go onto the website, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Click on the button that says, give me my free book. Yeah. <laughs> um, now. Get it, yeah, now. Get it sent to the house. Thumb through it. Dog ear the pages that make sense to yep. you. Go into Jeff uh, on your appointment date and say, these are the things that I was looking at. How do I actually kickstart these and, mm-hmm. and implement them into my uh, strategies? 636-394-5524. Call it now. Leave a message. Get an appointment on the books and go see Jeff. We'll come back after the commercial break. National Fraud Awareness Month. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. KTS Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. November is Fraud Awareness Month, and we'll talk about it all month long. But what do we need to look out for when it comes to fraud? So as a small business owner, a lot. (laughs) And I say that laughing, but because it's scary. Um, So the first, first setup is the IRS reported last year they paid out $2.3 billion in fraud last year. That's 2021. That's a lot of fraud. That's a lot of fraud. And that you crack up on this one. Social Security Administration says it paid out $8.3 billion in improper payments. Oh. $8.3 billion. That's our so, money. Exactly. Exactly. So, so as a small business owner myself, um, I mean, I strongly suggest cyber a cyber policy. Um which basically the, the applications are atrocious to fill out. I mean, literally, it's like 15 pages long and it asks questions and you go, what? I don't even know what this means. Right. But it will protect you. Um, and the reason being is, as a tax preparer, we get emails probably weekly, especially right up in tax time when we get busy and everybody's – and the tax – the email comes in and they'll say, you know, hi, I'm, I'm you know, Jim Bob – and I'd like you to prepare my taxes this year. Can I make an appointment with you? That's the normal. That's how you know how it works. And we reply and say, "Yeah, great. You know, let's meet next Tuesday at ten o'clock. Perfectly fine." Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, you get an email from the same person, and it says, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I can't make the appointment today, but click on this link, and here's all my tax data that you need to, to put my tax return together." We will not click that link. It's, it's wrong. That's the scam. <laughs> it's a scam. And that's you click the, it, yeah. and then boom, they get right in your system, and you're you're done for. That seems to be kind of what I've picked up over the years when it comes to email fraud. Yeah. Never click on anything. Our policy is we will not click on a link. 
Because you can you can open the email probably and 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 be okay, uh, and just say what what does this guy want? He's he's stuck in another country and he needs <laughs> needs uh, five billion dollars and yeah. he needs a gift card for something. Yeah. Uh, but just don't click on any links yeah. or attachments yes. and, and delete the emails. Um, so that Completely. is so yeah. Even so that's, you even you we, get targeted. We get that. targeted all the time on that. Um, the other one is uh, thumb drives, and these are just. Words of wisdom that we've ran into, thumb drives. Um, to transfer data computer to computer using a thumb drive, don't do it. And don't do it because you don't know where that thumb drive has been. And what's on that thumb what's drive. What's on it. Yeah. Um, and the story was a story where they put malware on it and then just went parking lots and chucked these things all over the place. People pick them up. They may not use them right away. They may use them in six months. They may say, oh, here, I got an extra thumb drive. Use this. Somebody plugs this, it so into their computer. The minute you plug it in, boom, it drops all kinds oh, of stuff. It's terrible. So very, very diligent on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, some of the other weird stuff that we've seen is, um, and this is just, again, from uh, experience, we've seen where business debit cards, um, people use a business debit card instead of a credit card. You get hacked. Um, the dollars in there, you have to go fight. They're not guaranteed to get replenished back into your account. So my, so if I use my debit card, personal, you, your personal debit card, I believe the first ten or it's either ten or fifty dollars you're responsible for. Typically, the bank will refund everything to you because they'll deny it and go pull the money back. But a business, my debit credit card, card, I'm protected. Credit card, you're protected. But a business debit card is not. The bank will not. <laughs> No, Why is that? That's it's just weird. They're, it's weird, really weird, but it's a rule they have out there. So we had a client that uh, got hit for, I believe it was like 40 something thousand dollars total um, using a business debit card. So use the business credit card. Use the business credit card. card. That way you could dispute that charge literally the next day. The bank takes it away. It's not your problem. Right. So. Um, and then, you know, you see these stories out there that uh, Social Security spent $8 billion on, <laughs> you know, fraudulent this, that, the other. And I have to wonder, is that just the price of, of doing business? You see? It might be. Yeah. And, and maybe you hear the weird stories on, you know, so-and-so, you know, kept their mother's Social Security. They didn't Run in after she, she died. passed away and they never said anything. and. They live for 30 years on her social security. Is that like workman's comp as well? Yeah, workman comp's claim like that. Um, you see different stuff like that. That's part of it. But I think the rest is just scammers have figured out how. I mean, the IRS has finally got their issues under control from a scamming standpoint. Uh, but it was atrocious for a couple of years in there. Everybody and their brother, you know, you'd get a, a check in the mail from the IRS and it had your name on it and somebody you don't even know's name. And if you take it to the IRS, they're like, I oh, just don't cash it. That was their theory. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay. So the client didn't cash the check. Um, a month later, they get a letter from the IRS and it says, oh, we're so sorry that you lost your check. Here's your new check because the scammers never got the check. So they reissued they, the they check. Asked for the, they yeah. asked for it back. I'm like, that's gutsy, but they got away with it. Right. So, But IRS kind of got that under control. The biggest thing is, from a tax return standpoint, um, get a PIN number from the IRS. We've talked about this. And, and yeah. it's, it, it's the easiest way. You get a six-digit PIN. That six-digit PIN has to coincide with your Social Security number, and that's the only way that you could get a tax return filed. 
It's a request a PIN number, uh, and I get one, and my wife gets one, yes. and they're different. They're both different. Even yes. though we're filing jointly, yes. we both, both different. get different PIN and numbers. Both of those PIN numbers get added in. They're tied to your Social Security number. It's the only way that tax return can be filed. I got a buddy. He's uh, kind of lives life fast and loose, mm-hmm. um, and you know he sleeps all day, and he stays up all <laughs> night. I don't know how he makes it uh, work for him, uh, but he does. He was telling me, oh, yeah, I got my IRS PIN number the other day. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's pretty good. That's very <laughs> responsible of you, yes. you know. So uh, the word's getting out there. Get yes. a PIN number. That way you can double, triple uh, insure yourself from scamming. Um, but Social Security loses money, but so does Home Depot. Yeah, you exactly. know, So does Target. Yeah. They it's, have it's kind of a, a cost of doing business, if you yeah. want to call it. I Loss don't... prevention. Yeah, it kind of sounds nuts, but... Yeah, that's where that's the environment we're in today. Uh, crypto scams. I've heard about these yes. as well. There's a bunch of those out there, um, and again, it's that same scenario. Um, our direct, um, I'll say, it was kind of wild one this year, this last year. Um, somebody got scammed out of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. Oh my gosh! Um, so the concept was is, almost a, a million dollars. Yeah. So I, my, my response was, I go, hmm, you're very. Uh, uh, calm and composed individual for losing that kind of money. And the response was, I started with 50, built it up to 750, um, used a board, you know, the Reddick's board, trying to see if he could sneak out of taxation. Yeah. How um, do I move this money yeah. around without making it So uh, the suggestion taxable. in the way that the, in this, the wild west of investing is out there in crypto, so you got to be very careful, um, they created another wallet. So it's like a purse where you keep your money in the crypto world and they said, Oh, move $10,000 a day from your account to this other account, basically in, in the wallet. And by doing that, he was basically just moved all his money to somebody else's wallet. Yeah. When the 750 was done, the guy, the other wallet went poof and disappeared. Disappeared. Never See you later. Yeah. Thanks, so, for the, <laughs> thanks for the money. Holy cow. So there's police reports, there's FBI reports, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that go along with that. But he's never going to get his money back. Yeah, because that just disappears into the ether. So, you know, somebody sitting in their uh, mom's basement in Russia. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, cool, I got a new Ferrari. Yeah, just made $750,000. And the funny part is uh, salt in the wounds was then when he got on these boards saying, hey, how in the world would I ever go figure out who, you know, thinking it might be traceable in some way, which it's not. Um, and basically then he was hit up by people that said, hey, for $30,000, we can get that back for you. So his response is, I'll split the seven fifty with you if you get it back. Um, and they're like, oh, no, 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 it has to be cash. Yeah, you got to so pay us up front. So he's going to get scammed again. You're going to pay him $30,000 <laughs> and they're going to disappear too. And they disappear, exactly. Might um, have been the same person. <laughs> yeah, boy, boy, they got to beat on this guy. Yeah, so. Uh, well, that's, I mean, that stinks. But oh. if, you know, here's here's my question. Yeah, we don't want to pay taxes, and especially on a number like that, you're going yeah. to be t- paying. Oh, it was a huge capital gain. Yeah, huge, huge capital gain. So yeah. you're paying 15 20%. 15 uh, 15% <laughs> on that. I don't want to pay that, but, uh, you know, yeah. he's still coming out quite a bit ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. After the tax, you're still ahead of the game, um, and it gets into a whole new thing. Um, everybody that does their tax return. The IRS has asked for the last two years, um, and this year they say it's going to get a little bit more technical. There's a question in there, and the question is, did you ever participate in crypto? It, it basically, it's yes or, yes or no. 
Um, it's not a matter of, oh, yeah, I bought, I sold. It's just participate in. And they want a yes or no response. What that is is a trick question. And that's a trick question because if you say no, and it turns out two years from now that you really were participating in crypto, you just didn't sell anything, so it never showed anywhere, mm-hmm. um, you, they got your number. <laughs> okay. It's that easy. <laughs> so you got it. The, the IRS is catching up to crypto. So they're, they're about five years to seven years behind the, the, the game, in a sense, or the curve, if you want to call it that. But they're, they're going to come on strong here shortly. But the idea is, you know, you pay your taxes, you do it responsibly in uh, the legal way, and yeah. you won't get scammed. Exactly. You know, or at least hopefully you won't. Hopefully you won't. <laughs> so a lot more scams out there, you know, nine tips for small businesses, 13 tax scams that people are seeing. We'll get into all those in the coming weeks here. Yes. Yes. November is Fraud Awareness Month, so stay vigilant out there, people. And keep in mind that, yes, interest rates are going up, but there is yes. always something that you can do to better yourself when it comes to your taxes. Yes. Give Jeff Zufall a call, 636-394-5524. He is a wealth advisor, but he's also a senior tax strategist with Capital Advisory Group. He knows the tax code inside and out. You specialize in small businesses yes. as well, so he can do your taxes. He can do your small businesses' taxes, and he can take a look at, at what's going on in your life and say, boy, you're really bleeding money over here. <laughs> <laughs> or you're you're doing a good job over here. How do we kind of make that tenfold? Exactly. So he can take a look at you and make sure that you can keep more of what's yours. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the book. That's the name of the show. 636-394-5524. Call today and get an appointment on the calendar. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We're out of time once again. We'll see you next week. See you, Jeff. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.